Hi, you're listening to The Tradie Show, Together in Trade Business, the podcast for trade business and contracting bosses like you and your partner who want to lead with confidence, make more profit and create a better lifestyle. Are you ready to fast track your freedom and have some fun? With your hosts, fellow trade business owners and husband and wife team, Andy and Angela Smith. Welcome back to another episode of The Tradie Show, Together in Trade Business. Yeah, so glad to be back in the studio and we've got a special guest today too. We're joined by Lifestyle Tradie member Tom Martin from Watertight in Canberra. Yes, it's great to have Tom here because he's one of those big guns that has seriously done it all. Claiming he hated school, like most of us tradies, he started his own plumbing business. But what he also did was he finished a Cert for in accounting while he was travelling around Australia in a van. He owns and operates his own virtual assistant business as well called Virtual Trade Assistant and he's the chairman of Master Plumbers Australia in New Zealand. Wow, that's one long resume. Absolutely, it sure is. Basically, Tom knows his way around business and on a job site and he's here to let us in on his secrets to staffing, team culture, sales processes and his journey since joining Lifestyle Tradie 18 months ago. I'd like everyone upstanding to welcome the big and only Tom. How are we, mate? Yeah, good, Andy. Thanks for uh, having me on the show. Mate, it's always a big welcome for a big, serious guy. So, mate, pumped to have you here today. Let's kick it off with some basics. You know, the one question we like to ask so many people is, what made you decide to start your own trade business? Sure. Look, I suppose if I look at it really from from being a kid, my old man, he was a sales rep back when I sort of grew up. And I think he he was always quite um, envious of his friends that had trade businesses. He Mm. he saw them having a little bit of freedom that he didn't have. And, um, you know, maybe later on in life, they started accruing things, you know, a bit of of wealth behind them and and that sort of thing. And um, and so I guess if dad had his time again, he probably would have done a trade and and got into a trade business. And um, not that he ever pushed me or anything like that. Um, I, I think he probably did encourage it and, you know, as a, as a result, it sort of ended yeah. up rubbing off, I guess. Yeah, that's awesome. And we talk a lot on the show about the average tradie and when they actually start. And normally it's, you know, when they leave year 10, especially back in our day, but now a lot of them are going on to high school. But, you know, there's that issue that when you're learning, you're learning with a a boss, you can be a great tradie and you're taught to be a great tradie. But a lot of the times we're not taught to be a really good business owner. And that's a real problem. Yeah, absolutely. There's some stats out there that indicate that a lot of people or trade business owners maybe do two to three months of research before starting their business, like maybe listening to a podcast like this one. Yes. But it really only scratches the surface if, um, of what you need to know. Yeah. And I just wanted to say, Tom, I know you went down a different path and you even gained some business and accounting certifications before you started your business. So can you walk us through why you went down that route and how you feel it's benefited you over the years? Yeah, sure. So I, I was one of those sixteen-year-olds. I, yep. I hated school, and um, and I, I I never did very well when I was there. Mm. So you know, I, I came out of school and um and I got straight into my trade. And by the time I finished my cert four in plumbing, I was getting high distinctions and distinctions. I was nailing the content, and and I was feeling really good. And and it mm. made me realise that. You know, given the opportunity and and where I want to learn things, you know, I felt like there was not much standing in my way. I could have done just about anything as long as I wanted to learn it. And it was the first time in my life I'd probably felt that way. I considered doing further study, maybe going into uni and doing an engineering degree or or something along those sort of lines. And then um, a family friend of mine, there were a couple who ran a business. They were 
getting towards the end of their plumbing career. And they said, oh, if I have my time again, I wish I'd done a, some business training right at wow. the start. You know, it would have set me on the on the right foundation. Yeah. And so I took that advice and, and I went and I did a, a cert for in small business management. Um, and then I followed that up with a cert for in business. Um, and I did that after work, like you would with your cert for in plumbing. You, you, so yeah. I just continued rolling on two afternoons a week, I think. And during that time, I actually was building a business plan for, for my future business and, and putting it all together. I had a marketing plan and a HR plan and all the little bits that go with it. And then I, I set up my business and I started running. I ran for two years, um, put on my first apprentice, won a few contracts. And uh, and then we decided, me and my, my girlfriend at the time, um, decided we were going to go and do a 12-month trip traveling around Australia in a van. Mm. And I'm, I'm the sort of person who can't just sit still. So <laughs> during that trip, I actually signed up for a cert for an accounting. And, and Why not? Maybe, yeah. <laughs> Every second day, I did about an hour's work or something like that. And I think by the end of the trip, I'd finished the Cert four and I'd started some subjects towards a diploma. Hey, that's absolutely huge because when we travel around Australia, I just drank tins and surfed and fished for the whole 13 months. <laughs> so, mate, that hat's off to you hats to be to doing a course. awesome, awesome. Yeah, and I guess one of the big things I took out of doing both of those courses, if I'm being honest, is um, you do your Cert four in plumbing, right? And you, you get this idea in your head in what a Cert four is. Mm. And I, I was doing these courses and next thing you know, I'm getting a certificate arriving in the in the letterbox saying you've, you've just finished a Cert 4. And I thought that there is no way that a Cert 4 in business or a Cert 4 in accounting is equal to a trade, um, you know, a Cert 4 in, in plumbing. The, the amount of effort and amount of study you need to do and, and all of that sort of stuff, but not, not, not devaluing the skills that I learned from it, but it certainly, you know, to, to think oh, I did a surf for while driving around Australia, I certainly did a lot of fishing and a lot of drinking and a lot of surfing. <laughs> but, um, you know, this, this was, it was the odd hour here or there and then we got to the end of the course and I'd, uh, I'd actually filled the year and I'd finished it. So. Did I hear you talk about the fact that you went into a Telstra Business Award 2 and won? We did, yes. Um, yeah, so in 2019, we, we won a National Telstra Business Award. So we were, I think there were 20,000 businesses that were entered into the awards that year. And uh, I think there were four businesses that walked away with a national award. So we we walked out with the, the small and something or other business award. Mate, that is absolutely huge. That is awesome. Absolutely. So Tom, in your journey, what would you say has personally been the most challenging aspect of being a trade business owner? There's been been a couple of Big struggles that I've had, um, or not not struggles, or big big hurdles that I've sort of had to jump over. One was I, I really wanted to get the right job management software. I spent I don't know if it was one or two years, um, and I, I had a trial in just about every software that was out there, and I, I really wanted. I knew I wanted to use hundred percent of it or ninety percent of the software's capabilities, and so I did a lot of research. I'd signed up to one product. We would just you know spent three months building the back end of it, the pre builds and all of that, and then we we got right up to the day we were meant to go live, and I canned it. I pulled the pin. I realised it wasn't going to be as efficient for my tradesmen, and ultimately efficiency on your tradesmen was is where you're going to make the real difference and where it's going to get easier. So eventually we did, after many, many iterations, trials and <laughs> yep. things, we, we decided to go with service mode. And, and I'm, a, I'm a huge believer in service mode. I really think they understand how a business, how a service business um, runs and, and they, they have a lot of automation. They make it really easy for the tradesmen. And I, I reckon I get at least 15, 20 minutes per day extra out of my tradesmen than some of the guys using different software. And, and if you add that up over the course of the year, I think it's huge. Time is expensive. Yeah. That and uh, and learning to do uh, drain relining, 
yeah, we, we certainly had a few good challenges along the way there. Um, I, I think Definitely. I remember one job with about $20,000 worth of stock pulled out on someone's lawn, just drying in the sun because um, <laughs> we had three shots that that went wrong. Um, but on the fourth one, we got it and, and we learned a lesson and we, we moved on. So um, yeah. it's that was a, an interesting road those first six months. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I think um, talking about the job management platform back in the old days, you hear me say yeah, it sounds so days. old now, but it used to take six months to trial um, a new job manager platform, six months to set it up, six months to trial it, and then you realise it was shit and you had to start again, you know. But how times have changed and service made and a few of the products that are out now are so good. So if you don't have the right job management program for you, yes, it can be very costly in the end because it can save you so much time. But, you know, most trade business owners, you know, you go out on your own and it's just such a hard gig. You're, you're wearing all the hats. You go to bed thinking about it, dreaming about the business. You never seem to have any time. It's overwhelming and you think, what am I doing here? I wanted family time and I've got none. I'm just busy, busy, busy. So how have you personally struck such an awesome work-life balance? I, I hear a little whisper that you're planning to sail around the world with your family. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> that is crazy. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we did, um, me and my wife, Linda, we did maybe about two or three years ago set the, um, what do they call it, a big, hairy, audacious goal or whatever yeah, it is. absolutely. Mm. Uh, set, set that and we said, all right, in our 40th year of life, we're going to sail by the, whether it's the world or do a, do a 12, 12 to 24-month trip with the family on a yacht. And, we yeah, we have been, we, we decided at the time, no matter what we were going to do this, that didn't matter if we were going to wrap up the business, sell the business, bring in business partners, put on a business manager. No matter what, we were going to hit that goal, and um, you know it, that goal is approaching faster than I would have thought. <laughs> I was about um, to say, yeah. when is that, Tom? Yeah, uh, we, we've got another four years left. Okay, so, um, yeah, you're a baby. <laughs> yeah. The good news on it was that, um, you know, for all of those options, putting a manager in, putting a business partner in, you know, it's, it's all the same thing. It's systemizing, it's making a business that's automated, you know, and, and making a business. So whether we wanted to sell or bring partners in or whatever, we could do yep. it. So, yeah. Well, that's the thing. The lifestyle trading motto is to have the freedom to choose. Nice. Absolutely. So right now, I feel like you've almost gone the other way around and you've really thrown yourself into the community of trade just in general. I understand that you've joined the Strata Community Association Board, your MPA ACT Board and Master Plumbers Australia and New Zealand Chairman. So what's your involvement in these associations? And in your mind, is there merit for others to perhaps do the same? Yeah, sure. So I started on the board. I uh, I noticed a gas licensing change that happened in the ACT, and I got fairly involved with the then CEO. And he ended up tapping me on the shoulder and saying, "Look, come and come and join the board." So I, I think I was about twenty five. I was pretty new into business, and I sort of joined up, and and off we went. And as, as in, a, in those earlier days, as a as a sort of a, a newer board member. The real skills I got out of it was, you know, learning to actually interpret financial statements. I'd, I'd done my accounting course. I knew how to write a financial statement, but mm. actually interpreting them, I was sitting next to guys who ran huge businesses, could look at a financial statement and pick out the nuances just right then and there. And, and that was really amazing, you know, and doing a bit of strategic planning and um, and those sort of things, learning the intricacies of the, of the industry and licensing and standards and water and sewer authorities, who's responsible for what. And, uh, and 
and then, you know, learning a bit about governance and, and what's required around that. I then took on the role of president of the ACT Association. Um, and, and again, that learning sort of continued where, you know, I was I was meeting with ministers on a fairly regular basis. You know, I was working with teams of public servants mm. to make change and, and that sort of thing. I, I was getting media experience, um, getting on the TV and radio and, and getting that opportunity to, to get a bit of experience around that. And I was networking. I, you know, I I could call any number of people, whether it's the, the head of the CIT or the head of the ABCB plumbing department. And, and um, you know, there's so many people who I've met through these meetings and networks that a lot of them I'd consider friends or people I could go to for advice. Yeah. I love that you've really become heavily involved in kind of that sector because us in trade in general here all around Australia and New Zealand really need voices. We need young, hungry, educated you know, trade business owners who really want to create change in some of these policies and and speak on behalf of the trade industry. So I can imagine it was really eye-opening as to perhaps how backwards some of our policies are and therefore how you can understand them and help create that change. So living in the ACT, I imagine, also does help. But obviously, we all know it doesn't really matter where you live. Someone can literally put their hand up and actually assist in this instance. Yeah, it's huge. And, and um, I just find it really interesting that you went to school and you hated studying and you wouldn't do anything. And as soon as you left school, you found what you love yes. and then you're studying, you're joining boards and communities, like you're jumping into yeah, he everything. Threw, he threw and, himself in. And yeah, you've been a huge success um, along the way as well. Because I know that some people sitting out there listening going, wow, he's on the Master Plumbers Association, he's in the Strata Community Association. They're probably thinking to themselves, oh, does that filter into work? What does that mean? How does it sort of work for you, mate? Yeah, so it does, um, I guess... By being on top of the industry and like the, the knowledge side of things there, um, ultimately, I think it helps you to build a really strong business. Yeah. Um, you, you know um, things are coming up and it's not that you with, you would withhold that information from other members or other plumbers or anything like that, but it's just that you've sat in on all these meetings and you're hearing it. Yeah. You know, I've been, I had a lot to do with um, improving the backflow standard in the ACT. Valves weren't getting tested and, and that sort of thing. But by knowing that or by being constantly exposed to backflow, we prepared our business in the back end, you know, yeah. we were, um, you know, making sure that our trucks had backflow kits in them and, and that sort of thing. And, and that's just one example, a couple of the things we've done. I'm sure you actually sit on the forefront of a lot of key industry issues that are being faced by every trade business owner. Of one right now is clearly staff. We actually have, as you well know, a huge tradie shortage in this country. And you've mentioned, Tom, in the past that you feel like you've really nailed your staffing solution and culture. How have you done this? Can you share that with our audience? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, we, we did. I did have a bit of a realization light bulb moment recently um, where I felt we've always thought that we had um, a good team culture and um, we've always believed that. But I had, uh, we've had the last three employees I think we've had have been recommendations from our staff Fantastic. and these people coming on board. And just this week, I've had someone, the, the same person, he messaged me on my website app. He, um, he sent an online uh, form in. We, we diverted into our website. He sent his, his resume in. He then called me on my mobile phone, however he got that, and he sent me an email. And um, Sounds and good. Yeah, absolutely. He is chasing me down. And, and it was it was the phone call that got me. I, I spoke to him on the phone and uh, and he said, oh, I, I work at a, uh, one of my staff 
um, works part-time at a supermarket, one of our apprentices, and he said, I've been working with him for years and he has never had a bad day. He's only ever got great things to say about the company and, and he just absolutely loves it and I want to be a part of that. And I said, well, we're not really at the point right now where we're looking for someone, but we do know um, my, my longest-standing employee, Andrew, is uh, about to go and start his own business in Yass. You know, probably end of June, start of July, we'll be, uh, we will be looking. And he said, yep, that's fine. I've got a job. Just keep me in mind and I want to phone call then and um and that's he's actually gonna wait for us as well. So Yeah, that's huge. Mate, that's unreal. And I, you know, I've we've talked at length with you about how great your culture is and your business. But like I want to talk to you about, you know, before you joined Lifestyle Tradie, you had a killer business, things were going well. Just give us a snapshot of what your business was like before Lifestyle Tradie. Yeah, sure. So look, we we definitely had a, a good business. Um, you know, we, we had a team of seven on the tools with two VAs in the office. We were running out of a warehouse. Um, we'd won the National Telstra Business Award. Um, we had a really good, strong team culture. We were well systemized. We ran very efficiently with minimal marketing expense and, and a team of three VAs, one of which is my longest standing employee. So that's two VAs. Yeah. Um, and um and since inception, we had constant growth of about one person every year, um, and we were, we were making a reasonably good profit, I guess. So, yeah. You know, we, we were happy with with what we were we were making. Yeah. So, mate, I want to ask you this because this is the thing that I find really interesting is that you know you had a good business, you'd won awards, you had good teams, you were growing, everything was going great. And I find that with lifestyle trading, I have a lot of people that come to us that are doing very well in business. And they sort of had this feeling of, oh, Andy, we think lifestyle trade is amazing, but we're doing amazing things. I just don't know if the value's in it. And you may even have thought a little bit like that when you and I were chatting the first day. So what I want you to do, because I know you've been with us for 18 months now, I want you to talk to anyone out there that may have an incredible business already and was incredible, similar to what you had, and what lifestyle trading has done for you over these last 18 months. Yeah, yeah, sure. So I don't know if you even remember, Andy, I, I came along to an event maybe in 2016 or something like that, 2017, right. yeah. and, and was in exactly that boat where I, I sort of thought, oh, it's, it looks great, but maybe we don't need it or yeah. we, we've got that business knowledge behind us already. Mm. Life was Bit, bit hectic. We had our second daughter. We had a fair bit of stress and, and I've always been able to cope with stress, but I, I just knew life could be a bit better. Yeah. And we also, I was starting to lose control of the work-life balance. I was being forced into doing more and more Saturdays, catching up on invoicing. And as much as I always like working hard, I don't like being forced to work hard. I like to do it on my terms. <laughs> exactly. So. But yeah, so since joining, we've, we've now got 12 on the tools, two operations managers in our, in our local office and Belinda, my wife's doing our accounting for our, our sort of finance side of things one day a week. Um, we've got two admin VAs and one accountant VA. I've split my plumbing business into two. So yep. we've got our uh, our watertight Canberra, which is our, our parent business, and um, and then Canberra Pipe Relining. Mm. We've tweaked all of our systems and, and these, you know, they've all been sort of minor tweaks, but they've had a huge impact on making things easier, making things smoother or more efficient and increasing conversion rates and, and that sort of thing. And I've also brought in some business partners in both of the companies now. Um, and that's, yeah, that's been excellent. 
Yeah, huge. I mean, you've, you've come such a long way and I know we're, you know, a lot of that stuff you've implemented, I know you and I have talked at lengths about it. And um, what I just found was someone that had learned so much and such a smart guy like yourself came, you're a bit unsure. Four years later, you came back and said, Andy, I need this. You came in and I feel you were a little bit unsure as well. But as soon as you came in and you met our community and you saw what we did and how we went about it, you're right, you had a good business, but those extra percentages that we helped tweak and change and helped you organise, made a dramatic change for your business, which we're absolutely stoked we could be a part of. So I would have added to that if I could. When I joined Lifestyle Tradie, I I very much had a 12-month intention. I was there. I was going to learn everything in 12 months. I was going to finish all your online courses and I was going to get to the end of that 12 months and and that was me done. You know, you weren't going to see another cent out of me. (laughs) I love that. I love the plan. Yeah, I know. Cool. Yeah. And then then since since being a part of it, I've I've really realised it's um, it's kind of like software. When you invest in software, it's not about how much does it cost you, it's how much does it save you. Yeah. And you only need to make a very very small tweak in your business to save the cost of the membership. And uh, and if I keep making little tweaks and they keep saving me that amount, then I, I can keep justifying the expense and as much as I enjoy the beers as well. Yeah, exactly, mate. We've had a couple of quiet beers together on a couple of Saturday nights, I must say. But no, mate, that's great. So I know a lot of trade business owners are out there listening now. So what would be your top three tips to any struggling trade business owner that is listening? Yeah, I guess um, look, always do right by your staff. I think if you do right by your staff, they'll do right by you and yeah. genuinely put their, their interests first. And then don't ever think you know it all. Always continue investing in yourself and continue learning and, and that sort of thing. And um, and then set your own ethics and stick to them when you when you go out there. Know that you've got to make a profit to run a business. It's part of running a business. And yeah. Yeah. And I think another thing you mentioned earlier, we'll add to that, is being a very good communicator and a good networker. And I would have to say you were the king of that. So that is absolutely awesome. I know a lot of people out there listening would be like, yes, that's exactly what we need to do. I'm aware that you've actually been working really hard to develop a sales process based on your Lifestyle Tradie sales training course. So without maybe giving too much away of your secrets, can you break down your new sales strategy? Yeah, sure. Um, and it was it was a big thing for me to get over um, with the, the debating with myself as what was better, um, doing charge billing or upfront pricing. And I, I ended up, I'd interviewed 50 of my customers, I think 46 of them, I explained the two different processes and 46 of them came back and said upfront pricing was was definitely what they would prefer, even though they understood it was going to be slightly more expensive. Yeah. And the way that it was going to make our business run you know, a lot smoother, it was going to take a lot of headaches out of the business for us. But actually moving, when, you, when you've got a team of 12 guys, uh, moving that team from doing charge and, and all the processes from admin to, to everything to doing flat rate, it was, it's been something I've tried to do for about two years now. Yeah. Uh, and we went live Monday this week. We are now 100% flat rate for our residential customers. And, um, That's wicked. Yeah, and and we, yeah, we, we found that um, I've looked at a lot of sales training and, um, and there was a lot of Americanized things. I've paid for a few courses, which halfway through, we went, nah, this isn't watertight. We didn't feel it aligned with our ethics and, and things like that. And we, we found the uh, the Lifestyle Tradie um, sales training course was was really good. It's helped our team a lot in getting across and, and understanding how to provide that next level service. And, and it really is about providing the customer with that little bit more service, more so than anything. What I find really interesting about that sentence is so many times trade business owners come and join Lifestyle 
society and they say to us, oh, but Angie and Andy, that won't work for us. It doesn't work in my city or whatever. And it's not until they watch the videos and understand how to apply it to their business and perhaps still even push back. And then they come to a live event and they are absorbed by a community over 150, 200 other trade business owners. And when it's not us, not Andy and Ange, but somebody else saying, actually, mate, I thought the exact same thing as you. And 10 years ago, I did exactly that and applied this new pricing structure. And here are the benefits for me. Bing, 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 bing. And all of a sudden, when you hear that enough from so many other trade business owners doing or challenged by the same concept, straight away as a business, you've got to go, oh my God, I've really got to think about how to do this inside my business. But I think the problem with this whole flat rating is there's some rogue trade businesses out there that are taking the piss. Um, And the lifestyle tradie sales training course is all about giving the customer the option. And I know a lot of our listeners have heard about it, but there's too many people out there that their line in the sand of what they think acceptable is almost on robbery. And that really shits me, to be honest. And and that does affect people who goes, oh my God, we can't do that. But it's just quoting. That's all it is. It's quoting a job and you can quote that job at 10 bucks if you want to. And yeah, that's what you want to do. So, mate, that is absolutely great stuff. Now, I always like to play a little game with our guests. So I'm going to fire at you three questions, mate. You have up to 30 seconds to answer each of them. Are you ready? Let's go. (laughs) So, mate, if you didn't become a tradie, what job do you think you would have ended up doing? Fireman. A fireman? Fireman. I can see you being a fireman too. There's no doubt about that. That is awesome. And what do you love most about being a lifestyle tradie member? Uh, the community. I've, I've caught up with many of the members of, I think, at least five or six of the community members. I've actually gone, caught up in their warehouse. They've come to my warehouse. We've had laptops open. We've shared marketing materials. And, you know, you go to these lifestyle trading events, the R&R events, and you um, you literally have a room full of friends that you can go and talk to anyone in that room. And, and yeah. yeah, it's huge. For those out there, you know, you get a couple of hundred tradies from around Australia, from all parts of Australia and New Zealand, the best of the best, and everyone is just so open and giving, aren't they, mate? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You don't you don't feel like anyone in that room is your competition. I'd feel very comfortable sharing uh, my my sort of deeper secrets that I wouldn't share with just any old plumber. You know, I'm quite happy to, to be a lot more open with those people because they are with me and, and it's, a, it's a really good community. And it literally only takes one sentence that you might hear from another trade business owner over a beer, perhaps, that could actually make huge change. 50 grand, 100 grand, half a million dollar changes inside your business. We've seen it time and time again. So yes, I love the fact that everyone's so, so open about sharing what's actually going on inside their trade business so that you can make these decisions, you know, in in arms with other people. So I, I love that response. Tom, thanks so much for joining us here today. It's always great to have our members share even what's going on inside their business and how everything has created change. Always great to share your journey. Yeah, especially a superstar like you, mate, you dead set are. And if you're a business owner out there and you're turning over millions of dollars and you think to yourself, do I really need something like this? Well, I don't know. But we have people in our group that have over 50 staff and doing over $10 million. So don't always think you're bigger and better. There's always time for change. Those little tweaks can make a huge difference in your business. Thanks again, Tom. Can't wait to see you at our next member event, buddy. No worries. Thanks for having me, guys. That was awesome. Thanks, Tom.
We love getting our members on. It's literally proof in the pudding right there. So if you're willing to learn and to accept that perhaps you just don't know everything and are ready to roll up your sleeves, then come and join us. It is an absolute no-brainer to become a member with us at Lifestyle Tradie. You can find out more about our membership or chat directly with Andy simply by heading to lifestyletradie.com.au or email us at podcast at lifestyletradie.com.au. It's your chance to rub shoulders and talk tactics with other smart cats just like Tom. Well, I think that's a wrap for today, right, Andy? Yep, I think it's knockoff time. See you next week, tradies. See you later. Subscribe to The Tradie Show, Together in Trade Business now. Wherever you get your favourite podcasts, rate and write us a review or check out the show notes at lifestyletradie.com.au forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening. Until next time, hell yeah.